Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Hello, my name is Dr. Nick Smolovsky, and I'm also a geoholic. Thank you for tuning in for a scholarly edition of Bad Elf's Seconds of Spatial News. We Bad Elves live our lives one spatial second at a time, and we know you do too. For this week's spatially related news, we are discussing geospatial scholarships. If you've ever attended college or had to pay a child's tuition to attend a higher educational institution, you know all too well how expensive it can be. With this being said, it should not be a deterrent for our future geospatial specialists or for current professionals looking to level up in their careers. I suggest that if you are thinking about going to school for a geomatics-based profession, you should do th one thing immediately. Start looking for scholarships and grants. If you did not know, there are tons of opportunities out there for financial support. For example, here are a few options offered by various organizations. One, the American Society for Photogrammetry and Remote Sensing, ASPRS. This is a government services scholarship worth $5,000. The Association of American Geographers, the Daryl Hess Community College Geography Scholarship worth $1,000. The United States Geospatial Intelligence Foundation, the USGIF, $4,160. The Cartography and Geographic Information Society, CODGIS, that's $1,500. The Trigstar Scholarship, $5,000. And last but not least, the National Society of Professional Surveyors Foundation, the NSPSF. In combination with local state surveying societies and associations, the NSPS gives out approximately $350,000 a year in scholarships. It does not matter if you want to be a land surveyor, a remote sensing scientist, or a GIS specialist. There is free money out there for you. A famous movie quote once said, Messing with my money is like messing with my emotions. Nothing like some free money to make some positive emotions. Alright, that does it for this week's Bad Elf's Seconds of Spatial News. We hope you enjoyed our selected news of the week. If you have any questions about this story, or about Bad Elf GNSS products, please feel free to contact me via LinkedIn or other social media outlets. Take care, Geoholics. Till next time. I'm Melissa Boyles. Welcome to Moving Arizona, the podcast for transportation geeks like me who want to hear from the people who are shaping our industry. In this episode, I got to talk to Kent Groh and Ryan Kelly. They are the co-hosts of the podcast Geoholics, which is a wildly popular show because they are a couple of crazy guys that have taken a topic that hasn't had a lot of visibility, the photogrammetry industry, survey and photogrammetry, and given it a whole new spin, introduced guests and topics and engaged in conversations that probably you wouldn't have heard otherwise. They have been tremendous supporters and encouraging to me as I launched the Moving Arizona podcast, and I couldn't wait to give them an opportunity to come on my show, or rather to give me the opportunity to interview them and hear all about their show and what they have going on. So without further ado, let's talk to Ryan and Kent.
Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on Moving Arizona. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is exciting. I have to say, when I was first entertaining the idea of doing the podcast, I reached out to you guys. You immediately responded. You were so encouraging. You gave me so many pointers and things like that. And now I'm, what, 40-something episodes in and and got a faithful following. And I think in part definitely is because you guys were so cool about like, no, don't do this do that, you know, giving me some feedback on those first couple episodes and stuff. So I just very sincerely want to thank you for being so helpful and supportive at the start of all that. Yeah, for sure. So how long ago was that that you reached out about when you were considering doing this? I think the very first episode was around the beginning of April. So it was probably Mm -hmm. sometime in March last year because we were kind of realizing how effed up this whole COVID thing was going to be. And I was trying to figure out the WTS mentorship program. Yeah, no, it was a great idea. I'm glad you followed through with it. I've listened to a number of the podcasts that she put out and uh, super informative. You know, I'm sure people, you know, not just in Arizona, but, you know, all over are, are benefiting from it. So, you know, I mean, the way we look at it and always have looked at it, it's it's all about adding value. We say it all the time. Our mantra or our goal with each and every episode is to add value and make friends. And if we can accomplish that with every episode, it's a success the way we look at it. Well, and you guys are hugely entertaining too. So since you mentioned episodes and making friends and adding value, do you want to talk a little bit about Geoholics? Because that kind of came out of nowhere as far as I saw. Like, I, I know you guys professionally and I'm like, wait a second, they're podcast? <laughs> when did that happen? You know what? It's uh, it's really a funny story and I'll, I'll try to keep it short and sweet, but um, it, we started, it'll be two years ago this July. And which, I mean, when I, when I look back at that, I'm like, I can't believe we've been doing this for two years. But um, so even before that July, I, I'm guessing maybe it was like May or something like that. You know, Ryan and I were just, we're both podcast fans, you know, I mean, I'm a big Joe Rogan guy, you know, Ryan likes, uh, who's your guy, Ryan, that you like so much? Oh, I like Howard Stern. It's not a podcast. Not a podcast, but it's a talk show. It's, it's similar. Yeah. Yeah. Regarding, uh, I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, and I did some research. I'm like, there's nothing out there as far as a podcast goes in like the geomatic surveying mapping world. There was literally nothing out there. I'm like, I don't know what the hell we're doing, but let's, do a podcast, let's see what happens and let's just have some fun doing it. And, and, but, and Ryan and I talked about it for two months and, uh, but neither of us knew how to like get the idea from our heads to the people. And, uh, you know, like I said, Jake dates my youngest daughter, Presley. He's been part of the family for seven years. And I, we were at a family gathering. I'm like, hey, Jake, you know, my buddy Ryan and I are thinking about doing a podcast, but we have no idea what we're doing. Do you know anybody that could help us with this? And he's like, you know what? I got a soundboard in my trunk that's been sitting in there for two years that I, I've been wanting to do something with. I'm like, would you be interested in helping us out? And he said, yeah, I'd love to. And yeah, from that point on, it's just, it's taken out a life of its own. You know, we did episode zero, we called it. And it just, there was chemistry there. You know, I've known Ryan for a long time and, you know, I knew he and I would have good chemistry doing something like this, but, you know, we brought producer Jake into the fold and it's just been an absolute blast from day one. And we're two years in and I still, when I wake up on Tuesday mornings, adrenaline's already flowing. You know, I get, I'm already so excited about recording that night. That's when I get the 5 a.m. text that says happy podcast day. I 
every every Tuesday I send out a text. <laughs> Happy Podcast Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, I, I love it. I I know Ryan enjoys it as well, and it's a nice outlet for us. And you know, gosh, like I say, we're we're about. 18 months in, I guess. We are averaging like 3,000 downloads a month right now. We just passed, I think, 30, almost 35,000, you know, total downloads that we know of. And it's just, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm so humbled by the whole thing, to tell you the truth. One thing that makes us great, I think, in my opinion, humble opinion, is that it is a geomatic surveying, et cetera, podcast, but we don't just do that. We have random people from all over the globe literally on our show would we have the cheese rolling guy that runs down a hill and catches the the, the yeah, rolling yeah, cheese yeah. faster than anybody else in the world yeah or, that's right he's know, won, yeah. he won the he won the cooper's hill cheese rolling race 22 times nobody can touch this guy i mean he's just such a unique individual so i mean no ryan you bring up a really good point you know i mean geomatics and mapping it could be pretty freaking boring and technical let's face it and there's no way in hell we could have 70 what 76 episodes of just geomatics. It would get really, really boring. And neither Ryan nor I take it very seriously, nor our producer Jake for that matter. And, you know, variety is great. You know, every two or three episodes, we bring somebody on who's not at all related to geomatics. And we've had Olympic curlers on, we've had bands on, we've had athletes on. We had uh, two sewers, Larry, come on with a World Series ring and just all kinds of people, all kinds of people. Got to keep it fresh. Otherwise, it gets stale and boring. And we're definitely not that. It was funny when you guys invited me on. I got this very, after you published the episode, I get this very bizarre text from my cousin in Kingman. And he's like, were you on a podcast about surveying? And I was like, well, sort of. And she's like, my cousin from another part of the family just texted me and said, aren't we related to her? I was like, And with as many listeners as we have right now, it's like it's almost every day, you know, we'll get an email or I'll have somebody ping me on LinkedIn or something and just be like, out of nowhere, people I don't even know. It's like, oh, my gosh, I love the podcast, you know, blah, 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 blah. It just makes you feel really good and keeps us motivated. And yeah, I mean, our, our listeners are very loyal, no doubt about it. And I think as long as we keep it fresh and fun and exciting that, you know, hopefully there's going to be some longevity with this. And it's definitely interesting when you run into people that bring up the episode and they're like, oh, when you said this. And I'm like, oh, man, I said that or I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they listen so because we just live it in the moment, but they're listening to it. and They have that different aspect to it where they have their thoughts and they tell me and I'm like, oh, well, uh, OK, then. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I, in my case, you know, the podcast typically includes, you know, two or three beers and maybe a shot of whiskey or something like that. And sometimes, you know, too many shots. And, you know, Ryan's favorite episode, we had a, we had a couple like high level Olympic curlers on and we were recording from producer Jake's house. We called it the Beat Lab Studio. And I started drinking uh, mellow corn whiskey for whatever crazy reason. And it was going down like water. So by, like by the end of the episode... <laughs> I could hardly even put a sentence together. <laughs> it was freaking hilarious. It was hilarious. I actually slept on, I slept on producer Jake's couch that night, as a matter of fact. <laughs> 
I remember the episode. I think how I learned you guys were doing this was that our mutual friend, all, all three of us, um, Steve Gangwall was on mm. an episode yep. with you guys. And he was like, will you please listen to this and make sure I didn't sound like an idiot? And I, yeah. to it. I was like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve did great. He's awesome. That's a solid radio voice on that guy. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. And he's talking about what did he get missing his chance to go into the CIA or something? Cause he oh, couldn't that's keep right. it a secret. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much, you know, value that has come out of doing this that I never expected. You know, I it still blows me away. I mean, we're like I say we're 75, 76 episodes in. We've had guests on from all over the world. Our networks, our professional networks have expanded tenfold. It's, it's amazing. You know, the ripple effect and the benefits that it's provided us in addition to the entertainment, um, you can't put a price tag on it, you know, and it's, it's, and that's not the reason we do it. I never expected it. And it's just a byproduct of it that, like I said, I, uh, I, I really enjoy. I think it's interesting how, I mean, I don't know if you guys experience the same thing because the dynamic's a little bit different because when, even if you guys have like one guest, it's four of you in a conversation. And then usually when I interview folks, it's just one-on-one. And I just feel like I get to understand their perspective so much better by being able to ask them questions. And it's very organic. It's like if if they bring up something about a certain challenge or whatever, you can do a deep dive into that. Whereas if you were listening to someone present at a conference you don't really get the chance to do that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty intimate. And I think one thing we're really good at is, I mean, we're, we're goofballs. You know, I mean, we, totally. we figure out ways, I think, to humiliate ourselves, you know, and be able, we're able to laugh at ourselves. And when the guest sees that happening, I think it gives them a level of comfort. So they're a little more willing to open up. And I think that, and you, I mean, you've seen this, I'm sure. I mean, people genuinely like to talk about themselves. Not everybody likes to admit that, but people like to talk about themselves. And if you give them a platform and they feel comfortable and you ask the right questions, kind of get them going, you never know what's going to happen. You really don't. And I mean, I am a planner by nature. So like, I mean, I probably spend, I don't know, two, three, four hours planning for every show. And that's like researching the guests, you know, um, you know, we ask some questions up front to kind of get an idea of, you know, the direction the content's going to go. And I, I, you know, I type out a bunch of talking points, want to make sure that I touch on and that type thing. And uh, many times it goes off the rails, you know, no matter how much I plan, it goes off the rails and that's fine. But yeah, I mean, I'm the type of person, I I have to have an idea of the direction of the show, you know, before we even get started. And sometimes, sometimes it works as planned and more times than not, it doesn't. And I'm the absolute opposite. I'm the procrastinator that just gets Ken's plan and (laughs) wings it from there. (laughs) Yeah, no, Ryan's an awesome co-host for sure. I mean, we complement each other, you know, really well that way. I'm, I'm kind of a planner, very structured. He's the non-planner, non-structured. So, you know, that's, that's one of the many reasons I think it works so well. And we're finally getting Jake to come out of his shell and, and be Mm -hmm. a part of it a little bit more. He was behind the scenes guy for so long. But now now we're getting him to participate a little more. So that's a a bonus that's really been a nice addition. Yeah. And that's a really good thing you brought up there, Ryan. It like, like I said, I've known Jake since he was like a freshman in high school and now he's like 23 years old or wherever he is. And when I first met that guy, I mean, he like hardly said two words when he was around the family. Like you had to 
Like you had to drag conversation out of him. And now it's like, he has totally come out of his shell. He's like a different human being since he started doing this, I swear. And even like my mom, you know, who's known Jake forever, of course. And she's like, oh my God, this podcast thing has changed that kid, you know, for the better. The first time that we had a US of AZ golf tournament, Jake was there and he was just signing people up to log or sign in, you know, and play in the tournament. And people were like, you're, you're producer Jake. And you could see him light up with happiness of like, I was actually recognized as producer Jake. And that, I think that was the first part that really brought him out of the shell. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. He was you know, definitely 100% quiet when you guys were interviewing me. But I think part of maybe him coming out of this shell a little bit might be that he's been on so many episodes with you guys, right? Like he mm-hmm. sees the dynamic. He sees that people are super chill. Mm-hmm. Everybody enjoys being on the show. They enjoy hanging out. Yep. You know, there's not some ego fest going on or who's the smartest guy in the room or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's that's got to be a little bit of a confidence builder for him. And he is the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about well, there's that. There's that too then, right? <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. No question. No, he, he adds a lot to the episodes for sure. Besides doing the, you know, the the technical side of things. And I mean, he's the one that, you know, helps us, tells us what to buy as far as equipment goes. And, you know, like I said, we, if it wasn't for Jake, we probably would never have done this. So, uh We'd still be talking about it. We'd still be talking about it. I mean, we give him a pay raise like every other episode. So he's all right. Always a percentage. Are you paying him in beer or like, you know, (laughs) what is it? Whiskey you said you were drinking from his couch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We don't need to bring that up Uh, (laughs) again anyways. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, I I think like even for me personally, I mean, I, 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 I was never like the person who wanted to stand up in front of 300 people and give a speech, you know, but I'll be honest with you. I feel like I would have no problem doing that now. You know, I mean, it's just like even doing this has brought something out of me that I didn't even know was inside. You know, I had no idea I would love doing this as much as I do. And now I'm completely addicted to it. There's some magic when you put those headphones on and you talk and you hear yourself in the microphone. It it just brings something out of you for sure that we never expected from any of us. And Mm -hmm. as the equipment gets better, your voice just sounds better and then you feel better. It's so interesting listening to you guys because, you know, so Ryan and I are probably a little more alike than you and I are like, Ken, because I also do not generally plan. I do on certain things, but certainly not at all related to the podcast. Like I either get introduced to or know really interesting people. And I'm like, hey, I want to have a conversation with you. And I will take notes as I'm interviewing folks about like, oh, that was really interesting. I'll make sure I go Ooh. back to that and, and ask a follow-up question. Ooh. But I think the thing for me about interviewing people is that there are so many people that are involved with our industry that are just really, really smart and work really hard. And a lot of times they're when they're out networking or presenting or whatever, they're like, you know, touting the party line. They're here's our key message points. I'm supposed to present on this. And it's not like it's canned or insincere. But when you get to sit down and have a conversation with someone, you get to draw out things that people don't know about them. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I think about my interview with Marcus Coleman from the city of Phoenix. And 
I'm like, he's going to be president of the United States someday. He <laughs> seriously is. <laughs> and if he, he doesn't have plans for it right now, he needs to make plans for it because the dude is just freaking amazing. And he's going to he, run against producer Jake. There you go. Or they're, <laughs> or they're going to be on a ticket together. There we go. <laughs> There's the plan. But man, it was just like, I don't know. I, I think I got to ask him questions and, and ended up being able to share things that he probably wouldn't have done on a, you know, more public platform uh-huh. before. And I feel like being able to do that, it's just such a privilege right? You're like, this is this amazing person that people wouldn't know all these things about. And I get to share it because they trust you enough to speak freely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You get, you get people on this platform and they're always without fail. They're always nervous to start, but you give them five minutes and it's off to the races. They get comfortable. They, you know, hear themselves and they just go. And the really good ones will open up quite a bit. For sure. And I don't know how many times at the end of the episode, we always just kind of have like a little chat, you know, with the guest. And I don't know how many times people have said afterwards, oh my God, that was so much fun. I can't wait to do it again. You know, like I was nervous going into this, but now I can't wait to do it again. That was totally me. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. This is going to be like having a conversation in a frat house. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do this. Like with the, the hopefully you know, containment of COVID and things getting better. If we can have more guests in the studio again, that does add an element of comfort that mm-hmm. you just see them and interact before and afterwards. And that does add something rather than this zoom platform. But, you know, with, with the world, we're lucky enough that we got to continue doing the podcast even via zoom. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's strictly zoom. Like all three of us were, you know, in our individual houses, plus the guest. Um, I don't know. There's probably five or six of those. I think that we did. I mean, now most of our guests are zoom just because we've, we've pretty much gone through all the local guests. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I mean, and the thing is even before COVID, we've got some really big plans. You know, we're going to do some really cool stuff. Like before COVID, we had plans to go to like the the regional survey conference. We have, we have sponsors, we call them, you know, friends of the program. And a number of our sponsors were going to be at the regional survey conference. And we had plans, you know, we were going to, we were going to go to Vegas. We were going to go spend a couple hours in each of their booths and, you know, bring people in and interview them and stuff like that. And it it was going to be an absolute blast. And I, I still look forward to doing stuff like that. And I think that's going to happen here in the not too distant future. Unfortunately, we're getting through conference season right now. So I'm have to wait till next year. But, you know, the, like these remote type things is something that I definitely envision us doing. You know, like I would love to be like, you know, at a bar doing our podcast, you know, and with speakers so people in the audience could hear what we're saying. Um, you know, I, I, I want to be part of that environment sometime. I think that'd be a, an absolute blast with the right guest. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we just signed a lease, like a 12 month lease on, on a dedicated studio space. So, you know, up until now we've been like podcast gypsies, you know, we're having to break down our equipment and set it up and go somewhere else, break down, set it up. And uh, we, we're not gonna have to do that anymore. So that's going to be a, a really nice change for us. Yeah, super cool. Ryan was sharing uh, before we started that your new space is not that far from my new office off of a university. You're kind of down there by wood. Yeah, the wood building. Yeah, very cool. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure, to have our own space. I like that podcast gypsies. I can't wait until I, so like I said, I I think I was sharing, um, I'm just at my coming up on my two week window. So after getting my second shot, so hopefully I can 
come and check out your guys' space sometime. For sure. That would be, be pretty good. awesome. Have you back on for another episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've changed jobs since I, uh, since I was first on. So awesome. it's a whole different spin working in a national role for a rail contractor versus a local role for a global company. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, switched no, up. It, yeah. It would be really interesting to talk about that. We have had that conversation coincidentally, like in the last week, it's like, you know what? I mean, right now we're, we, I could very easily book guests like three months out. And for a while there, I was doing that. But then I was like, you know, that's kind of crazy because we want to be fresh and relevant. You know, when you book three months out, a lot can happen in three months, you know? So like right now we're two months out, which is, which is a stretch, you know, but we have some really good quality guests coming up. But we were talking the other day, like, you know, who have we had on already that, you know, would be a great repeat guest, you know, like Joe Rogan does it all the time. You know, I mean, every few months he's got certain people that he kind of rotates through, you know, and, uh, you know, that's, that's something we could definitely do. And we would love to have you back on again. That would be awesome. Even if I was just a, a bystander, you know, it could be an, a live audience member or something Ooh. like that. You're interviewing someone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, we started, um, are you familiar with the clubhouse app? I am not, but Brian was talking about that um, Mm -hmm. before we got started, that that's, you guys have started doing that now. What what is that about? Yeah. Do you want to take it, Ryan? No, go ahead. You you know it better than I do. Yeah. So Clubhouse, um, I mean, it's an audio only app. First of all, there's no video component. And the other downfall currently is that you have to have an iPhone to use it. So if you're an Android user, you can't get on Clubhouse. But um, it's just that. I mean, it's a clubhouse of people and it's an invite only thing. So, you know, I don't even who invited me. I guess producer Jake invited me. So that's how I got on. And then once you get on, you get three invites. You can invite three of your friends. And then the more active you are on this platform, they they give you more invites because like, oh, this guy's using it. You know, let's get more of his friends on there. So you're constantly inviting people that you want to be on this platform. Like I'm always inviting you like surveyor buddies and stuff like that. Cause I want to have a, I want to have surveyors on this platform, but long story short, you know, you set up a room, like a clubhouse room and you invite people to come in and there's people from, you know, all over the world that can come into your room and just have conversation. And there's literally like a stage and an audience. And if you're on the stage as a moderator, you know, you, you basically kind of run the room and you can have multiple moderators. And then someone in the audience, like if they wanted to ask a question, there's like, raise your hand, right? So they can, you know, virtually raise their hand, click on them, bring them up on stage, and then you can have a conversation. Well, I should say they can be part of the conversation. What we've done is, again, producer Jake has figured out that we can live stream our podcasts on Clubhouse. So we've done it three times now. So like Tuesday morning, I'll set up a room on clubhouse at five 45 and I just call it like, you know, uh, the Geohawks podcast live and it's an open room. So anybody can come in. And then at five 45, it goes live, you know, and it gives people kind of like a behind the scenes perspective of us recording and just kind of some of the hijinks that goes on before the show. And, uh, and then at the end of the show, whoever's left on clubhouse, you know, we can bring them into the conversation and they can ask either us questions or the guests. So there's a little bit different type of, you know, interaction that's able to happen. So it's pretty cool. A little bit earlier, you were talking about how the professional impacts of geoholics. It's been tremendous for both of you, basically. And meeting people that you haven't met before, your network growing, people hearing the podcast, people giving you feedback on that. 
I would be remiss if I didn't ask you guys about your day jobs because you are very ingrained in the transportation industry. You're, you know, important to us here locally, nationally, maybe globally with Geoholics, but locally, you're very important to us in our our transportation industries. So you want to give us a little bit of who you are and what you do other than hosting and co-hosting Geoholics? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so my name's Kent Grohl. Of course, I'm a registered land surveyor. Um, I've been working in the survey industry for, gosh, uh, 30 years now. Uh, hard to believe. But at 53, I'm still a young surveyor, if you can believe that. It's kind of scary. Um, but yeah, and I currently work for a local company here in Arizona called uh, A-Team Professional Associates. So I'm the survey department manager uh for a team which i'm really excited about i just started this job about three weeks ago and great company you know been around for 35 years tremendous reputation and uh just a situation that i'm super super excited about so that's a little bit about me but i'd be remiss if i didn't say if i could quit my full-time job and podcast full-time i would do that let's do it let's just do it tomorrow yeah. <laughs> I'm sure my wife won't mind. Let's see what happens. I'm sure your employers would like you to stay employed with them, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you never know. You never know. One of these days. One of these days. Joe Rogan. Here we come. There we exactly. go. We're coming for that that contract that he has. <laughs> and um, Ryan. I am Ryan Kelly, otherwise known as Big Shoots from the Geoholics. Uh, I am a certified photogrammetrist. I've been in this industry probably 16 years. So at 35 years old, I'm no longer a young professional. I've aged out of that group. (laughs) Um, I am an account manager at Aerotech Mapping. We're a local firm in the Southwest here and we do aerial photogrammetry and surveying. So that's the the long and short of it. So A-Team is a new company to me. I'm not super familiar with them, but Aerotech has been around for quite a while. They have a fantastic reputation and you do a lot of work with some very big clients here. And not just in, in Arizona, but across the Southwest. No, absolutely. Yeah, we're based out of Vegas, actually. So Nevada is probably our largest market, uh, Arizona being second. And we work with pretty much anybody and everybody, uh, you know, whoever I can convince to give us a shot never, never leaves us. You know, it's always accurate work and it's on time and communication, you know, as much as we're on a podcast right now and it's all about communication. That That is the key to, to my job and, and Aerotech's success. Well, and you guys are really good about remembering who your client is because the public owners are the ultimate clients of the service that you provide. But it's the big A&E firms that are really trying to get their deliverables in and depend on you to provide what you're doing for their design. It can have a huge impact negatively if you're not delivering. And that communication, you know, differences in scope, unforeseen conditions, things of that nature. I mean, you guys are really good about remembering who your client is. Oh, man, that feels good on the shoulders. Absolutely. No. And, and we know that, you know, we're, we're the beginning of the timeline. So every day we're late, there are people just sitting around waiting on us. So we never want that to happen. And, you know, the few occasions where something comes up where it's unforeseen that it does happen, we're going to let you know, as soon as we know that. So, you know, if, if you got to 
divert resources to something else and wait for us for a day or two. Okay. But we're not going to have you sitting there waiting and hounding us and saying, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? You're going to know at all times where it's at. I think you're also like very relationship driven. Absolutely. Like friends with a lot of people and we know your cell phone number. We can text you and say, dude, where is X? Absolutely. (laughs) I'm a pretty open book. If you ask my wife a little too open at times, but... <laughs> and that and that that's personal life and professional life. <laughs> As I've said many things that I probably shouldn't on the geoholics. <laughs> Thank God your wife stopped listening. Yeah, you're telling me. I block it in the house. It doesn't come in here. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work here. It's a miracle. It's magic. <laughs> but Ryan Ryan's little boy Hudson, he he's actually even a geoholic. Absolutely. He's got his water bottles for school. He's got the stickers on there that say, my name's Hudson and I'm a geoholic. He's the one you hear at the beginning of every episode. So uh, at this point, he wants to become an architect. So we're going to encourage that because I know a certain Dilfy Dilf that has an architecture degree. Very cool. Truth. That's the truth. Yep. <laughs> How do you have the degree in architecture and you're a registered land surveyor? So I actually, I got my degree from Southern Illinois University in architecture and the degree from Southern Illinois University isn't an accredited architecture degree. It's what it's designed for is for you to transfer from that university and go to the University of Illinois. That's what, I mean, this goes back 30 some years, but that was the idea, you know, finish that architecture degree from Southern Illinois, transfer those credits to U of I and, you know, and finish up your architecture uh, program there, I guess. And I wasn't going to do that in I got introduced to surveying when I was in high school and, you know, I was hooked, even though I got my degree in architecture, I was living in Southern Illinois at the time, pretty rural area. There weren't a lot of jobs as far as architecture jobs go, but uh, I got in with a a local land surveyor by the name of Ed Reeder, who to this day, I consider him my mentor. And, you know, he was basically known as like the father of surveying in Southern Illinois. So I worked for Ed for like 12 years, I think it was, and actually got my license under him and everything like that. And you know, a lot of surveyors tell you this kind of once it gets in the blood, it, it doesn't, it's hard to get out, you know, and uh, I've tried getting out of surveying a couple of times and it never worked, you know, it just drug me back in and thank goodness it did. I, uh, I love it. You know, right now uh, the position I'm in, I absolutely love it. So I'm super excited. So tell me a little bit about A-Team. I have, I'm not familiar at all with this company. Yep. So A-Team's been in business for, I think, 35 years here in the Valley. Stonewall and Hal Epperson started the company. And they're, you know, a couple of the most respected land surveyors in Arizona. They've been doing it forever and have built up uh, a great reputation and amazing base of clientele. I mean, one of the reasons maybe you're not familiar with them, Melissa, is we're not big on the construction side of things. A lot of like public utilities, Cox, SRP, Southwest Gas, do a ton of work on the reservations. So GRIC, LUPZ, PMIP, uh, you know, GRIC Utility Authority, you know, those type clients, uh, Department of Natural resources and U.S. Forest Service and, you know, clients like that more so. So, but yeah, I mean, we I think 40, 40 people strong right now, you know, we're typically running six to eight survey crews. Yeah. Just, just a great group of people, great resources. Stone's a visionary, always has been. And, you know, he's just, he's, He's always ahead of the game and I'm just along for the ride at this point and, and just can't wait to be a, a part of the future with these guys. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that speaks to a little bit of your audience with Geoholics because, you know, I know 
Aerotechnics things different, you know, you'd outside of just the transportation or, or public infrastructure world. But to reach across some of these other markets and other interests and other types of clients that also have, you know, Lancerine needs, the aerial mapping needs and, and things of that nature, like you get to talk about a lot of things that are very diverse or broad. It's not really so much of a niche area other than the fact that you're talking about geomatics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the geomatics umbrella is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, at this point, we've had guests on from all over the world talking about all different facets of geomatics. You know, one of our favorite episodes is... Uh, Bob, the 103-year-old surveyor from, uh, he worked for the Indiana Department of Natural Resources for like 60 years, this guy. And 103 years old, we had him on and he was just unbelievable. He was unbelievable. The stories that guy was sharing, you know, talking about a humbling experience. And actually, I just reached out to him because he's supposed to turn 104, I believe, in April. And when we finished the episode last year about this time, when he just turned 103, at the end of the episode, he's like, I'll, you know, I'll come back on for my 104th birthday. So um, I, I did just recently, just this week, as a matter of fact, I sent him an email. I haven't heard back from yet. Hopefully that's not a bad sign. But yeah, I mean, we, we, we hopefully have him on again here in the near future to celebrate his 104th birthday. And man, talk about some amazing stories. You're right, Melissa. I mean, we've had people on from all walks of life. And it's, uh, you know, again, I keep going back to the word being humbling, but you know, it's also very educational. You know, you learn a lot about people. We've learned a lot about ourselves along the way. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something new with every episode. You know, that's what keeps it exciting, I think. And Kim brings up that episode with Bob. When you have a 103-year-old guest, he mm-hmm. had, Kent asked him one question, never answered that question. <laughs> no. Nope. For about an hour and a half solid. And we just <laughs> sat back and listened and just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 he never answered that one question. <laughs> he never answered my question, and the thing is, and again, Melissa, like I said earlier, you know, I had like a list of like twelve questions I wanted to ask this guy, and he just started talking and was going for an hour and fifteen minutes, solid, telling us things from when he was in the war all the way up until the technology he's using today. Like it was, podcast gold. <laughs> it was podcast gold. Absolutely, I love that term. <laughs> Podcast gypsies and podcast gold. I know I got to write down this, uh, these phrases here, but I had a question for you guys because you you touched on this a couple of times in different ways, but so I kind of think I maybe know part of your answer, Kent. So I'll start with Ryan, but so through this whole podcast journey and I know you're not a shy guy, but you're also not the guy who's like, Hey, look at me. So what would you say has been something that you really learned about yourself that you didn't know going into this? That is an excellent question. You know, as much as Kent has an architecture degree and it makes no sense for what he does, I have a communications degree, which to be a photogrammetrist doesn't make sense. But I learned that that actually education that I got there makes sense and it's useful. And to tap into the biggest thing that we mentioned earlier, people like to talk about themselves. I'm guilty of it at times for sure. But, you know, once these guests get rolling, it's amazing what you can get out of people and your everyday life when you're like you were saying earlier, when you're working with somebody or you're at a conference and you see them and the the conversation you have and the difference between that conversation and what you can get out of them in a more intimate podcast setting. So I would definitely say that there is a deeper side to most people that you don't see on a professional level. Yeah. What about you, Kent? 
Oh gosh. I mean, I think it's, I think it's just given me like more self-confidence across the board, to be honest with you, especially like talking, communicating with people, you know, and, uh, Again, you know, it, it's, it brought something out of me that apparently was way deep inside that I didn't know existed. And that's, you know, it's communication is what it boils down to. I mean, Ryan has a communication degree. You know, he, he came into this being a really good communicator. And, you know, I maybe didn't have the best interpersonal communication skills going into this. You know, I think I was better than average, but this has definitely brought it out of me and just giving me more self-confidence across the board. And one of the things I've, I've realized, you know, I've realized this on the professional side and the podcast side of things, but when you are providing value, you should not be afraid to ask. You know, I, when it comes to the podcast, especially, you know, with 35,000 downloads, I can ask anybody to come on this show and like, express our credentials, you know, 35,000 downloads, thousand members of our Facebook community, you know, 800 members of our LinkedIn group or whatever, you know, it just, it, it goes on and on. So when you, when you're providing real value, you shouldn't be afraid to ask. And it's the same thing on the professional side. You know, if you're, if you're with a really good company that you know, you know, provides like top quality services, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. If you don't ask, you're never going to get it. You know, that is a solid answer, my friend. Very solid answer. Very solid guy too. Even though I didn't know what curling was before I met you, but that's. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> brought that up. The world championship is on right now. So oh, no. my, uh, my wife and I have been watching curling for like three weeks straight. I swear it's crazy. We're addicted. We're, we're, we're curling nerds basically. <laughs> now I know what a bond spiel is. Yeah. <laughs> a bond spiel. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a curling tournament curling tournament called a bond spiel. Okay. It really involves a lot of, uh, a lot of beer. It sounds like something that involves a lot of beer. I was going to say <laughs> curling and beer are just intertwined. It's part of the culture. <laughs> yeah. As we're nearing the top of the hour here with our interview, what's next for you guys? Bigger and better. Bigger, better. I mean, the focus now and even more so than ever, because like I mentioned earlier, we've got, what is it? Ryan, 13, like paying sponsors at this point. Right. So not only do I feel the responsibility to provide a good quality product for me and, and Ryan and producer Jake, but now we have people that really have expressed belief and confidence in us. So, you know, I don't want to say there's pressure, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, we can't just you know, we can't go about this willy nilly, you know, we gotta, we gotta have some sort of a plan, you know, when we're asking people to come on, we gotta have them coming on with the idea in mind that they're going to provide good, solid content and provide value for our listeners. So, you know, that's, that's one thing we're focusing on just constantly trying to push the boundaries, you know, bring people on that are on the cutting edge of whatever it is and experts in their field. And yeah, outside of that, we're talking about so outside of the uh, focusing on the content and, you know, quality of guests. Uh, my back? Yes. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know when you're losing me, but I don't know what's going on. This means my my I'm in that damn bedroom. Remember, Ryan, when we had uh, Rick DeBrule on? Yes. 
And that was like, we had Rick DeBrule on, which this guy is like top in his field as far as like race commentating. He's on ESPN. He's everywhere, right? And we had him on a show. It was during COVID. And I'm in this bedroom where apparently the internet sucks. And it kept going out. It kept going out. And the one episode that we didn't want to have any technical difficulties, it was like a complete freaking train wreck. Yeah. But I mean, Rick's a pro. He understood. He's like, ah, oh, it happens, you know. But yeah. And normally Kent like takes care of the whole end of the show and like the whole outro yeah. wrapping up yeah. and he just dropped off the face of the earth right at the end. I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you have been very professional. Slick. I filled in nicely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ken has been mid sentence several times now and you're just like picking up right off. It's like you guys have this thing going on. <laughs> hey, we, we know how that edit process works. So we don't want to give you too much work or else you're going to get a raise like producer Jake. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I don't know if, I don't know if I dropped off early or not, but one of the things that we were pretty excited about is we're going to have a golf outing here in the fall. The geoholics open and, and Ryan is the golf outing uh, committee. So it's on me. Yay. I can't wait to take over and uh, run a golf tournament. I know you're good at this stuff, Melissa. So you can, you can help out have a uh, moving Arizona as a sponsor of the golf tournament. I would be happy to show up and support however I can. And I think it's awesome that you're having a tournament. I know you play in a lot of tournaments, so you know how to put one together. Yes. Done one before for US of AZ and it's it's a bit of work, but luckily Ken's got a wife that is very helpful as well with us. Yeah. Yeah. Those two make a good team when it comes to putting these golf outings together. The golden pipes of producer Jake will be there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you have to do is you have to have to throw him on a golf cart and have him rolling around talking yeah. to people and just recording like, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. That would be hilarious. Yeah. A big Daniel Faraday backpack like the Golf Channel. Yeah. <laughs> One other thing I want to mention is we do have, we got like a bunch of geoholic swag, hats, t-shirts, pint glasses, you name it, we got it. And if you want to support the show, we created a, uh, a Patreon account. So if you want to become a patron of the show, which you can do for as little as like five bucks a month, go to patreon.com, search for the geoholics, become a patron, and we'll get your contact information, address, and all that stuff, shirt size, and we'll send you the official geoholics fan pack. So. Lots of fun goodies in there. I know you guys are super fun. So your swag has to be super fun. And you'll have to send me that the exact wording of that link and we'll get it added and get it pushed out there when we share the episode. Cool. That's awesome. Awesome. Appreciate it. Well, I just want to be respectful of your guys' time. And again, you've been so supportive and so encouraging and you guys are super awesome. It's so exciting seeing all the things that you're doing with the show and, you know, listening to the, just the things that you're doing to go out and engage your industry, but also just seeing the different ways that you're kind of very open to growing it in organically in some different directions. So I just really excited for you guys. And I know that you're going to bump Joe Rogan off of his spot at some point soon. And (laughs) I'll be standing by clapping quietly in the corner. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny you say, you know, like you said, you'll never be a geoholics level or whatever. And first of all, we had no idea. We still don't have any idea what geoholics level is, you know, which is the exciting thing about it. And it's just, you know, like you said, you know, growing organically, 
you know, having quality guests, having loyal listeners, having people that support us like yourself and many, many others. Um, as I say, it, it, it's humbling and we couldn't do it without, you know, every single one of our supporters and our listeners. So thank you guys so much for being on. And I can't wait to hear about the golf tournament. We'll definitely be sharing more about that and just what's coming up next for you guys. We'll keep you posted. Thank you for sure. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Moving Arizona, the podcast for transportation geeks like me who want to hear from the people who are shaping our industry. It was so great to talk to Ryan and Kent and to learn about all of the exciting things that they're doing on the Geoholics. I hope that you will check out their show, become a supporter and look for information about that golf outing, because if those guys are planning it, you know, you're going to have a blast. Next up, we talked to Greg Byers. He's going to be talking to us about the tentative five-year plan for the Arizona Department of Transportation and, and what the next five years could look like for us. I hope you'll join me. And until then, let's get moving. Once again, a shout out to our friends of the program, Aerotech Mapping Inc., ATMLV.com, Advanced Geodetic Surveys Inc., AGSGPS.com, Bad Elf GPS, Bad-Elf.com, Cobb Fenley, CobbFenley.com, Cyanic Automation, GetJobBook.com, Diamondback Land Surveying, DiamondbackLandSurveying.com, Get Kids Into Survey, GetKidsIntoSurvey.com, Land Surveyors United, LandSurveyorsUnited.com. Mentoring Mondays, mentoringmondays.xyz, Monson Engineering, monsonengineering.com, Nettleman Land Consulting, nlcprep.com, Parkland Community College, parkland.edu slash surveying, Safety Apparel, safetyapparel.us, Tiger Supplies, tigersupplies.com, Trimble Geospatial, geospatial.trimble.com.